Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. Hey. Hi. Hey, Hi. How, are, How you? are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, this is so cool. Are you in LA right now? Mm -hmm. Nice. Do you love it? I do. Yeah. Like my favorite part for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. We're we're gonna ask you like a ton of stuff, um, like all about that. But we'd love to um, just start by um, like finding out about your your soccer journey. And we know growing up, you played track and soccer. So, and you played both in college. So uh, we would love to hear about that. No, it was pretty much been soccer and track most of my life. Mm -hmm. And did you have a favorite growing up? Yeah, I think soccer kind of like always had my heart. Like I did track. Um, I have an older brother and an older sister. So we all did track together. And that's kind of something that just like brought the family together. Um, but I think for me, I always liked soccer more. I was just curious what races you did or what you focused on with track. Yeah, um, I was a triple jumper, actually. So wow. it was the and field part of track and field. <laughs> I always um, had someone to wear an end field shirt. Right? <laughs> Can we make that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, yeah, and you, um, you broke quite a bit of uh, records, right, in college for the triple jump? Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's Look at you. That must, that must help so much in soccer, like, with your jumping and, and like, getting in the air. I don't know. Does it? Yeah. I feel like with like heading and stuff, it's, it helps. Cause then when like someone hangs the ball up there, you just like can jump up and go get it a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I struggled with that. Like I never wanted to jump <laughs> and then you have like teeth, like Lauren Riley and uh, like some girls are just like fearless in the air. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a strength. <laughs> How, um, when you were deciding on college, did you always know you wanted to play both or what was that process like? Yeah. So I did want to do both, but I didn't really know if that'd be possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like soccer, like I said, is kind of always my favorite and my priority. And so it was more of like, I want to do soccer, but if I can do track, that'd be great. Um, and then it all just kind of like came together at the last minute. Like I wasn't like highly recruited out of college. And so like when Vanderbilt came knocking, I was like, yes, please. <laughs> Can I go there? Um, and then, yeah, after I committed to play soccer, they had like done a little research and found out that I did track. And so they ended up asking me if I wanted to do track too. And I was just like, yes, I'd love to. So what was that like balancing the two sports and staying healthy and still managing to like, you know, have a social life and, you know, do all of the other stuff too. Yeah. Um, I would say it was like, I feel like I had to learn a lot of like time management and then also like learning to be purposeful about resting, like during soccer season, like soccer was August to like November and then December was like my time to do absolutely nothing like no practice no commitments I'm staying in my bed like that kind of thing um and then track was like January to June and so I would say it was kind of nice like having both because then you kind of get a break from the other like okay these four months I get to like fully give myself to soccer and then like now I get to fully give myself to track. And so it was kind of nice, like having that break. Cause then you're always in some ways refreshed for the other sport. 
Um, but I would say like the spring was always the hardest because, you know, you have your spring games and soccer. And so just like trying to plan, like planning classes and stuff to like be able to fit in soccer in the morning and then track on the afternoon and then like class, like in that middle block, that was like tragic, but yeah, that's a good time. That's amazing. What advice would you give for any of our listeners right now who are debating playing two sports in college? Ooh. Well, I would say go for it, at least try it. Um, because I think for me, like one thing that I really loved is that like with track is a very individual sport and soccer is a team sport. And I feel like you get to, I got to learn like different parts of myself through both of them. And I feel like even with track, even though I don't run track anymore, I'm still applying those lessons that I learned on the track to soccer. And so I feel like by doing two sports, it challenges you in different ways, both physically and mentally. And so if you can do it, I say go for it. It's a really cool experience. I, I agree. And I feel like, why not try? Maybe it, maybe yeah. a year or two, you'll, you'll decide it's too much. I got to do one, but what's the downside in trying the first year at least? Yeah, exactly. But we got, so we got to ask what was more fun in college if you had to pick one. What was more fun in college? Yeah. Or and field. Yeah. Or <laughs> and field or soccer. Uh, I would say soccer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> So um, when did you decide that you wanted to play professionally? Um, I would say playing pro soccer was like a dream of mine since I was a kid. I feel like, you know, soccer, it's just like, it was so fun. Like I remember as a kid, just like not being able to sleep on like Friday nights because Saturday morning is the game and I'm so excited and just like, loving that feeling and just thinking like, yo, if I could do this as a job, I would love that. And so I feel like that's something that was like always in the back of my head. Um, And then as I got older, it was just like, okay, do I think this is possible? And if I do, then like, I need to go for it with like everything that I have. Yeah, I love that. That's so fun that like you always wanted to be you know, going at the professional level. And then like, you saw that come through, but, you know, can you tell us a little bit about your first drafting experience, you know, like being a college player and then being put in the draft and what did you expect and what happened? Like, how did you get through that experience? Yeah. So I think I have a kind of different story than a lot of people. Um, I graduated 2018 um, and, you know, did the usual, like, put my name in for the draft and all the things and my name didn't get called. I remember like sitting in class cause that's where, like the draft is going on and it's like, I have it going on my laptop. Um, yeah. And just like, you know, that's everyone's dream is to like hear your name called. And I just remember being so disappointed and so hurt by it. Um, and so then a few days later, I got a call from Mark who, the former coach of the Thorns. And he was just kind of like, you can come out to Portland if you want and try out, but like, we can't guarantee you anything. Um, And so I ended up flying out to Portland. Um, I tried out that like preseason was essentially my tryout. um, And I didn't make it the first time. And so I ended up just like, I was living with the host family, working um, at a local gym, doing a whole bunch of odd jobs and just training 
training with the team, um, training on my own. And then I came back the following season for preseason and tried out again and ended up making it. How did you get through that mentally? Like being denied, you know, a couple of times in a row, which happened yeah. to so many players, but like you stuck with it. Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was, uh, it was challenging. I'm not going to lie. Like, just like you go to training and you get your butt kicked every day and you have to just like keep coming back and keep coming back. And just like, I think for me that just like believing that it can happen, I think is the biggest thing. Like I'm, I'm a person of faith. And so I like appreciative of like God's grace to help me get through that. Cause I feel like for me, what was challenging is just like you go from college where, you know, you're a go-to person on the team starting all the time. And then you come to the professional level and literally that's everyone, you know? And so then just like, I think one thing that I, I struggled with was um, just like not feeling like I deserve to be there. And so trying to like, almost like convince myself like, no, Simone, you are good enough. And like, no, you should be here. And like, even if you're not at this level right now, like if you work towards it, you can get there. And so for me, I think the mental part honestly was more challenging than the soccer. When you finally did get, uh, you know, the call that you had made the team, did you feel a relief like it was all worth it? Or did you still have that little bit of doubt in your mind like that maybe you didn't belong? That's a great question. Uh, I would definitely say relief the first time, like definitely called my parents. I'm like crying on the phone, like, oh my gosh, like this is real, like it's happening. Um, but you know, it's interesting because I feel like one thing I was like talking to my teammates about, which is so interesting is like, I think in soccer and just kind of like in life in general, you think that like, oh, if I can just like get to this level, then then I'll be comfortable, then I'll be like, I'll be happy or I'll be secure or whatever. And then it's like, as soon as you get to that level, then it's just, it's something else, you know? So it goes from like, if I could just make this team, like, I'd be so happy. And then it's like, okay, I make the team. And then it's like, okay, but then I want to play. <laughs> and then, then I'll be good. And then it's like, mm, okay, can I start now? And then, okay, score goals. And it just keeps going like that. And so I feel like one of the biggest things I've had to learn is like being content like at what level I'm at and still obviously pushing for my goals, but also understanding that like, that's not going to fulfill me and that I have to be happy at whatever level I'm at and find my joy there. And then, but still work to what I want to get and what I want to accomplish. I love that. And I feel like that goes with life too. You can't just keep saying like, Oh, when this happens, I'll be happy. It's like, you got to find the joy and, and content with what you're doing at like in the present moment. So that's yeah. like, that's great yeah. advice. I feel like it's like you, the more you just have gratitude and you appreciate in the moment what's happening for you, it's such a good practice for everyone to do. Cause like, I remember when I used to play, I never thought about how lucky we were to even play and have fun. And like, we're like trying to chase all these crazy goals and then we forget like the five years pass passes and you're like, I'm miserable because I'm just <laughs> Chasing these goals, yes. you have to really appreciate it. So I, that's such a great piece of advice for lady ballers. Like, just remember to appreciate and like give yourself some grace, even through the hard times. Like, it's all like part of your journey, and you should appreciate it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, you went from someone who wasn't drafted to 
playing professionally and then playing on the national team. Like, I just feel like you're such an inspiration for so many people that it, you, you shouldn't give up. You should keep trying. And if that's really what you're passionate about and what you love to do, then give it a shot because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Thank you. What are your goals this season? Now you're at, now you're at Angels FC. So do you have new goals there now? Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool being a part of Angel City and just like being able to build something. Um, I think, yeah, you know, we we're kind of like forging a path for ourselves, which is so different because coming from Portland, which is a pretty like established club, it's just kind of like here, we're literally like making it up as we go along, um, which is a really cool experience, actually. I've never like done anything like that before. Like even as a team, we've been talking about like, we don't have team traditions and like, we don't have like typical things that like are how things are normally done. We're literally like writing that out for ourselves, which I think is, a, is really cool. And like, I'm enjoying that and like figuring out what that means. And so I think for me, it's about just like being the best teammate that I can be, being the best player that I can be and like bringing my best self to every training. And I think being in an environment like this where everything is so new, it's just like, it's kind of like a fresh start and like being able to just like be yourself, but like, I don't know, it's, it's just fresh, which is cool, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of cool that like, you don't have to, you know, usually you, you make a team and then you're like, all right, where do I fit in here? Like yeah. machine operates and like, how can I fit myself in and how yes. can I do things? But like, there is no way they do <laughs> yeah. that. literally creating it. I was just, it was so funny because I was looking at the videos of like, even the supporter section from that game and like the fans and the chants. I'm like, these are like, they're making them up like at <laughs> time these chants are happening like <laughs> it's just really cool that you're gonna you know you kind of you guys get to build it in your your image and your likeness as as you go and the traditions are literally being made along the way it's kind of it's kind of really nice like you don't need to fit into an already well oh yeah, yeah. It. it's so funny i never even like thought of that for you guys and for even san diego like two new brand new teams with brand new identities it's like so crazy and i have to say it's just so cool to see like celebrities and like natalie portman and like all these people they're so supportive and it's just it's honestly so cool it like puts everyone on the map for the nwsl and it's just really exciting like we cannot wait to see where you guys are going to be like this season next season like all of that it's really really fun and I'm sure it's fun for you guys too. Yeah, no, it's definitely been like a really cool experience. And I think even like back to your point earlier, like being at the game and just like seeing all the fans, you know, we're all like obviously super excited that they're there, but we don't have any like traditions or anything. So then like after the game's over, we're like, should we make a tradition? Maybe we should like walk around the field and like clap for them to thank them. We're like, all right, let's do it. We'll make it a thing right now. <laughs> like, you know, so it's just like, it's cool. Cause we're all, it's just like unfolding and we get to like forge our own path. And I mm -hmm. think that's just like, it's different, but it's, it's cool. Yeah. The community is going to continue falling in love with the team too, as they learn more about, you know, everyone and the support's only going to get better from here. I think so too. So do you have any goals for yourself this season or just any goals in general for your career? Yeah. Um, I think 
for me this season, just like scoring goals, obviously, <laughs> as a forward, um, wanting to hopefully get double digit goals would be nice. Um, and then I think, uh, as I'm pretty sure everyone in the league is getting in with the national team is, is a definitely a goal. And so, yeah, just working hard to be the best that I can be and just kind of like letting the rest take care of itself. What do you think sets you apart from other forwards? I'm sure because you can jump so well, that's something. <laughs> is there other things that you feel like separates you or that you find are your strengths? Yeah. Um, I would say for me, one thing that I really like, and I think is a strength of mine is taking people on one V one. Like when you're isolated on the flank and just get to like take someone on is something that I really like to do. And I think it's also a strength of mine. Um, I think kind of going to the jumping part. I think that helps with my heading ability. I scored like most of my goals with my head last year. So I think I don't have a choice, but like make that a strength now. Um, and so I think those are a couple of the things that set me apart. I was literally going to ask if your stats were like you scoring out of the air and you just said it like, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. And we, we have to ask, like, do you have any passions that are non-soccer related? Yeah. Um, I'm really passionate about mental health. Like that's something that's like really dear to my heart. Um, I like, I actually, um, last year I lost a friend to suicide, which was really challenging for me, but I think that put everything into perspective and helped me realize how important talking about those things are. And so I feel like yeah, that's something that I've like taken way more seriously than I have in the past. And that's something that like I'll always be an advocate for. That's got to be so tough, but I feel like it's so important that people are vocal and, and just that you're able to speak about it and that you want to make sure that you're an advocate for it because I think so many people are scared to talk about it, but it's so important and everyone needs a support system. So I love that. I think especially for, for female athletes, we feel like we have to be so perfect. And when we aren't, we feel stressed about it. And it just, it's, it's hard. And I feel like everyone needs that support, whether you it's family or friends, or you go to a professional, but hopefully the more we talk about it, the more people know that it's okay. Yeah, no, exactly. I think um, Soph, Sophie Smith posted something on Twitter the other day, which I thought was so powerful. And it was just talking about how like, people think that like, as athletes, we don't like, that we're not people, <laughs> that like, we don't have feelings that the comments that people say, whether they're yelling it at a game or like messaging us on social media, that it doesn't bother us. And I think as an athlete, it's just because, oh, you're supposed to be tough and you're supposed to be um, like mentally tough and things aren't supposed to get to you. And it's like, no, we're, we're people too. And like, I think people forget that. And so I think it's so important that we talk about things like mental health, because it's like, we're people first, like what you do on the field or in your work, like, doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you feel less. It doesn't make you not have the feelings other people have. It's just like, honestly, it's just more magnified on a bigger stage. So yeah, she even said like, uh, like, just remember that athletes are literally always trying their hardest to do their job. Like they're, they're never not trying. And I'm like, and it, it put in perspective 
in perspective for me because I'm like, imagine like when if you were like sitting at your desk job, your nine to five, and people were booing you when you weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny, your Instagram's like, you did really bad today. Yeah. 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 at that desk. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, because you know I wanted to suck today. That was my goal was to be just utter trash today. Like, no, I'm literally, I'm doing the best I can. I I, every time I really am, like, some days it's not my day. And, like, I don't need you to remind me sometimes. Like, so. Yeah, and I feel like in sports, we as athletes are trained to think that being strong is sucking it up and, like, getting over the hard times. But also being strong is admitting that you are not feeling well and, like, yes. it is brave to actually bring up something the shit that you're going through. and people don't realize that, you know, like athletes think that's a bad thing and that they're going to not play if someone sees them as weak. Yes. It's so sad. It's just the way that we were all brought up. Like we need to change the narrative now with these younger kids. Mm -hmm. Like I really do think that's so important. Yeah. I was going to ask, what do you think is one thing or what is one way that you're going to try to influence like your team environment to get people to talk more and to be more open about the those moments when they're feeling low like do you have any advice for how teams can kind of navigate that space yeah I think well first of all just like cultivating like an environment of just like being vulnerable because I think like you were saying earlier I think just like talking about how you actually feel and like being real about it like that's actual strength like to just sit here and pretend like everything is fine all the time like literally anyone can do that but to like actually like be real about what's going on and like for me I'm a crier so like <laughs> if I'm sad if I feel experience like any strong emotion I'm crying um but like yeah being able to like I think within teams I think like the team culture of just like letting people be honest and like letting people be open is so important. And I think just more on like a personal level, just like making sure that you check in with your teammates. Like I normally try to ask like, how are you doing? And then like, how are you doing really? <laughs> and then, like, or, or like, how are you mentally? And just like be specific about asking those questions and like making sure that like, you're checking in with people's headspace. And regardless of like, whether or not they seem like they're doing well, or especially if they seem like they're struggling. So I think just like making sure that you're purposeful, that you're like asking those questions is so important. Yeah, cause I was gonna say, even just like think about how many times, like if you had a bad game, you rode home on the team bus in complete fucking silence. And yes. Like, no one talked to you. They kind of left you alone and you didn't want to talk to anyone else either, which is fine. But like, no, you, that was just okay. Like you just assume that person's not in a good way and I'm just going to leave them and let them be to themselves. But like, it, it's true just to, to check in with each other, even if they don't want to talk is, you know, those moments shouldn't be like time shouldn't go by without saying anything, you know? Yeah. And I feel like also that's like one of the biggest thing when it comes to like team culture is like, I feel like there's people who make you feel seen and who like at your lowest moments, it's like, no, I see you. And I think even for me, my time in Portland, like my, that first season when I wasn't on the team and I was working and it was honestly one of the hardest like times in my life. And 
Ange, I don't know if you guys know Angela Salem, who recently retired. The game lost a good one. But bless her, she like made me feel so seen. And when I was struggling and just like honestly felt invisible because, you know, I'm the one person not on the team and working a job and all these things, she would always just be like, hey, Simone, like, how are you doing really? Like, how are you? And just like giving me that space to be like, you know, I'm not okay. Like, I'm really, I'm really not okay. And that can make the world of a difference for someone. Like, it was those little conversations that, like, kept me going. So I think just, like, yeah, making sure that people feel seen and giving them that opportunity to speak is so important. I'm so happy you brought up that older players and veterans play such a huge role in helping the younger players and the rookies like come into the team. And it's just like, cause I've been on a a high school team where the seniors scared the crap out of everyone. And they thought that was like, this is not cool. Like no one, you know, it affects the whole team morale and how everyone plays and it affects your career too. If you, you know, take it in a bad way. So that's just such an amazing reminder to everyone. If you're an older player, or even if you're the same age, like you could be a leader by just checking in on your teammates. You don't have to be the best player on the field. Like, That's such an amazing teammate thing to do to just talk and see how everyone's feeling. So I think that's really important. Because I think everyone at some points like feels invisible, whether you're a freshman or a senior on a college team, it could be you you lose your starting spot, you're hurt. So you're not playing with everyone or going to games Mm -hmm. or going away. Um, It could just be something off the field, whether that's school or family or friends. So it just like, it's great to say like, how are you, but how are you really doing? I love that. Cause I feel yeah. like everyone just says good. So like, how are you really doing? Like, yeah, not that good right now. Could you someone to talk to? So that's yeah. such good advice. All right, guys, should we end with uh, some would you rathers? Let's do it. All right. Would you rather vacation in Hawaii or England? I would say Hawaii cause the weather, but my mom's from England. So I'd like to visit some family. So Hawaii though, cause the weather's better. <laughs> Would you rather have a sports drink or drink water? Water. Water. Team water. Yeah. Bubbles or flat? Ooh, bubbles. I've gotten into the sparkling water lately. Fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather be really good at cooking or really good at playing an instrument? Oh, that's really hard. I would probably say an instrument because yeah, just cause I've never, I've never really played an instrument. I've always wanted to. And then cooking, I'm like, I, I can cook enough to survive. So I can like survive, but play the instrument. Well, you know. <laughs> what, what instrument would you play? I would say the violin. Cause I yeah, feel like that that's such a like cool instrument. I feel yeah. like if you can play the violin, that's like, that's so cool. That'd be sick. Do you listen to the Lumineers at all? Yes, I love unbelievable. Like I think she, like I think she's so cool. Um, but like my favorite songs are with them. Anytime I get to see them in concert, and she comes out, I'm like, that's so badass. She's just like yeah. violent. That's it. I would love to see the Lumineers in concert. They're so good. They're awesome. Um, well, maybe someday you will be out on stage with them playing the violin. You never know. <laughs> yes, that's my new goal for this year. Actually. There you go. <laughs> Um, would you rather have unlimited pairs of cleats or hoodies? 
Ooh. And like sweats, I guess. Sweats. Yeah. This is an unfair question though. <laughs> like Yeah. Well, you probably got get a lot of both with uh, like your job. So but I think the hoodies too. I feel like I agree. I was like, I live in hoodies. And yeah. it's like, you technically can only pair, play in one pair of cleats at a time. So like no. they just be taking my yeah. closet. That's true. Okay. Jeans or sweatpants? Sweatpants, easily. But like are do you prefer joggers or like the open bottom sweats? Joggers. Joggers are just the best. They are. You can dress them down. Yeah, they feel. You wear them to the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) They are like the perfect like clothing item. Like you can never go wrong. There's never an occasion where like you shouldn't wear joggers. Like, thank you. My mom begs to differ. (laughs) Yells at me. I'm like, I'm not changing. All right. Um, are you a sweet or a salty kind of person? Sweets all day. I don't understand salty people. They don't make sense to me. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> the salty people are the best. Yeah, but like oh, bread sweet. and butter. Mm. That's kind of sweet. That's like dinner food. Just eat dinner. Are you like a chocolate person or are you like a sour, fruit, fruity? I don't really discriminate. However... Chocolate does have my heart, mm-hmm. but if I'm struggling, Skittles always pick me up when I'm down. So, so like, yeah, it's. <sighs> well, we good thing you don't have... really have to choose. We're all getting hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm salivating now. So, um, would you rather, or yeah, would you rather read or watch TV? Um, I would like to say read. But as of recently, it's honestly watching TV is what I've been on. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> What's your go-to? What's your, like, favorite show? Okay, have you all seen Love is Blind, the second season? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's one of my guilty pleasure. All right, when, really- did you finish it already? Yes, I did. Okay, now I'm watching Real uh, Love is Blind Brazil. Like, that. I'm in deep. I'm watching it with the I'm trying to learn the language. It's not working, <laughs> but really good. Like, is it good? Is it really? Yeah, and I think there's a Love is Blind in Japan, which I'm going to do next. Like, Ooh, so it's like a Love is Blind world tour right here. Yeah. I heard it. I heard in Japan they're really proper, though. Yeah, there's going to be like some They're really differences. proper and nice. And like, same with Brazil. I, th- like, yeah, I feel like the, the US is just. In the Brazil, they're more like emotional. So it's kind of good. Ooh. Wait, yeah. have you guys ever seen Married at First Sight? Of course. I'm a reality. Yes. Love I watched the Australia one. Yep. So that one's wild. <laughs> that one's crazy. I love that show. Australia is better, I think, than uh, the US. Yeah. There's no rules in that. No, there's no rules. <laughs> okay. Would you rather go to space or go in a submarine? Ugh. <laughs> I just got scared. My heart <laughs> dropped. Um, I was going to say, because going to space, I don't know, that's kind of scary to me. But then I just got like claustrophobic at the idea of like. Oh, I'm a no for both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, no, I literally. Oh, she has to pick. Okay, sorry. I want to hear it. Okay. 
Okay, I would probably pick the submarine. Because I would assume it's probably safer because it's been done more. Mm-hmm. But it, I'd reluctantly go. Like, I'm not enjoying this. You'd have to drag <laughs> me on. <laughs> so I was just talking to somebody who's married to somebody who goes on submarines. And they literally don't see the sunlight for, like, six months at a time. And they have to, like, work, make sure that they're working out because, like, their muscle mass all goes. Same thing with space. But, like... I just don't know how people do it. I really don't. Power to them. In space, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, there's a lot of unknowns. The takeoff, landing. Yes, but there's a lot of unknowns in the ocean. Yeah, but we've explored it more. We've only explored literally less than one-fourth. Yeah, now think I I just watched a show on it. (laughs) One-fourth is not even close to comparison. This... This, this is a debate. The whole Instagram post. Listen to our podcast. This is what we talk about submarines and space. Wait, no, we're doing a final answer. What's your final answer, Carly? Pick. My final answer? Yeah. Space. And I'm I'm well, sweating. She's sweating thinking about yeah. it right now. You don't even like going on an airplane. You're gonna go to space. I'd rather go to space than go into the depths of the of the ocean. All right. All right. Next question. Last one. Well, second to last one. Are you a go out or a stay in kind of person? I'm a homebody. I've been trying to do better though, because I'm trying to like explore LA, see all the things, do all the things, but at the end of the day, I love the couch. It's really nice. So definitely a homebody. Nice. All right. This last one is not a would you rather. It's just a general question. What's your biggest soccer girl prop? Tan lines. Okay. Because yep. I wear knee bands as well. And so I literally have like, <laughs> I have a stripe for where my shorts are, a stripe for my knee band, and then a stripe for my socks. Honestly, that sounds cool. Like, it has like a cool pattern. Yeah. <laughs> I literally have racing stripes is what I'm calling them. So, yeah. We just, did a, we just did a video. With, remember the Velcro straps that you put on your t-shirt? Yes. Maybe we'll send you a pair to help <laughs> yeah. you with that section. Bring that out, yeah. And ombre it out a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like sunny here all the time, so it's just like... Yeah. I just have to embrace it at this point. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was amazing. I feel like we learned so much and I feel like our listeners are going to love this episode. Um, And good luck with the season. Hopefully we get to see you play in person soon. Um, Thank you guys for having me. I like been watching you guys' videos since like for like literally since the OG Soccer Girl Probs video came out. So it's like so cool. Oh my gosh, thank you. That's amazing. We appreciate it. All right, so have a great day. Me too. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you. Bye.